This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. Beautiful Thursday, March 5th. Welcome to Morning Breath. We are a drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. We take a chapter of the Bible, read it. Spend some time in it at home, sometimes read it at night before we go to bed, get up the next morning, do a morning devotion. Then we come down to the studios here at the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center. We read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. The us today is myself and Pastor David Gammon. How you doing, Pastor David? I'm doing great, Pastor Dan. How you doing today? Good. What's new? Man, there's a lot new. We got we got a lot of cool stuff going on um, yep. in life at East Coast. I mean, a bunch of fun stuff. Yep. How many kids you got now? Seventeen. That's what it feels like. I'm going for a full football team. Oh, woo. I want to. Yeah, one of them's a girl, so she, yeah, she, she, she gonna play though. She <laughs> yeah, play. yeah. I got. Uh, I got. She's actually my most athletic. Uh, I got of this. I got the but two. She probably girls. takes after her mother. Yeah, the two girls, the two boys, and it's like of them. It's like you would think. I, I don't know what you would think. I've never, you know, it's funny. It's like they don't come with, like, instruction manuals, no, you know. No, and, and And they're all individuals. And, yes, wouldn't change it any other way either. Yeah, yeah, g- girls are athletes, there's no doubt. Some of them, some, yeah. just like some guys are athletes and some aren't. Um, aren't, aren't never mind, I'm not going to pick on Nick, but Nick's an athlete. He looks athletic. He's he athlete. is. Yeah, he actually uh, scored a touchdown for us in the staff football game. He, oh, no, he got a big catch. He positioned us for the touchdown. I Stop rubbing that. it in. He wasn't on my team. Well, you're the senior pastor. You're both teams. Oh, well, it didn't feel that <laughs> way. Like day when of. people were pointing their finger at us and laughing at, at our team. Anyway, let's move out of this stuff and into what Morning Breath is all about. Tell them how to get involved. We got. We want you guys to jump in. A great way to jump into Morning Breath is uh, get our app. It's called the East Coast app. You can find it wherever you get your um, mobile device apps. That's probably the best way to get anything East Coast. You get messages from the weekend. Yep. You learn about groups. You will learn about events that are coming up. Yep. And it's super, super great tool for your like, daily walk of discipleship, too, to stay plugged into the Word and the community. Another way is our website. It's eccc.us. It's e3cs.us. It's just like the app, um, really good. I'll have all your information you need, but also a great way to stay plugged into what we're doing is go to our social media, like our Facebook pages, like our Instagram page, our YouTube channel. It's super valuable because whenever we put something out, it'll go up on your feed. And we put out encouraging stuff, uplifting stuff, clips from the message, informational stuff in the community. And it's just a really way to put the, keep the right stuff in life right in front of your eyes. That's so. a good thing, man. We need to do that. Mm. So uh, there's a couple of things going on uh, other than morning breath this morning. We've got uh, East Coast Christian University classes begin today. So every month we restart a new class. And so we got a new class starting tonight. And would love to have you, if you've ever thought about going to Bible school and not leaving town, this is a great way to go. It's accredited. You can get a great education as well as a accreditation in, you know, ministry uh, degree, MINDIV. Div men, mm-hmm. yeah, all that kind of stuff, or you know, theology depends on what you're, what you're looking for there. Even some counseling stuff going on, that'd be a great way to get started. That starts tonight, a new class, so you could get lined up with that. All you gotta do is call the office and ask for Casey, 
uh, or East Coast Christian University, they'll get you lined up. Yeah, they'll take care of it. Hey, if you're a guy out there and you can hear me or if you you know a guy out there, hey, we are, the yeah, are going to do the, the, the men's monster <laughs> match. It's out there. It's Funny. April 18th. What it is is build a team of four or five guys that we're going to compete in this match. It is a lot like American Gladiator, but not as physical. So I want to encourage you that it is an intense day that is super fun. We have uh, teams of five guys that go out and compete in different obstacles events. They're physical, they're intelligence, they're just some of them are just straight fun. So I compete every single year. I get a group of guys together. Get your boys together. Get your squad together. Go to our website and register. Um, it is April 18th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. This is an all-day event. It happens down at Wickham Park. and It's come, an incredible it event. It really is. It really is. Some of the the, the challengers are, are fun. Some of them take more brains than brawn. Some take more brawn than brains. It's great to have a kind of mixed team of different skill sets and all that kind of stuff, and it's it's really cool. We had one challenge where we had to push a giant tractor tire full of sandbags, so a lot of us maybe more athletic guys were pushing it, but one of the guys had to be answering math problems while we did it. So it, if you are like a guy's like, man, I'm not on all that physical stuff, trust me, there's a lot of events where your friends can use you and be really helped out by you. And if you're a physical guy, there, trust me, there's some fun, good stuff out there. We actually have a great time. It is a, it's an all-day event. We just want to say go register it. The proceeds for it go help um, veterans in need. So it goes yep. towards a really good cause, an amazing cause. Yep. So more information, go to our website, hit events, and you'll be able to get up to speed on the Men's Mash. Awesome. I think that's what we've got there. Anything? going on with you over there nick no nothing nothing you're not even doing the program no i, I mean you're no, not I recording mean, I've got the, we've got the program oh, okay. going. Yeah, no. <laughs> man made me nervous there for a minute nick i thought like what's going on with you absolutely nothing good <laughs> nothing. You're supposed to be running the program ready to be raptured ready to be raptured. just wait he's got to be ready just waiting on jesus yeah okay uh we've got uh, a new book we're starting today we're in the book of nehemiah and uh we have 11 verses this is the juxtaposed view from Luke. We've been in Luke. Right. Luke runs from 50 to 75 verses a chapter. Am I? 11. 11. In this one. So, yep, we're, we can read this one pretty easily. Now, what translation did you bring? I'm NIV today. Okay. Um, I'm going to read the first six. You can read the last five, I guess it is. That sounds good to me. Wow. Let's do it. Let's do it. Then I say to you, Pastor Dan, read, sir. The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hachaliah, it came to pass in the month of Chislev in the 20th year as I was in Sushan, the citadel, that Hananiah, one of my brethren, came with men from Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews who had escaped, who had survived the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said to me, the survivors who are left from the captivity in the province are there in great distress and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is also broken down and its gates are burned with fire. So it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned. For many days I was fasting and praying before the God excuse me, of heaven. And I said, I pray, Lord God of heaven, O great and awesome God, you who keep your covenant and mercy with those who love you and observe your commandments, 
Please let your ear be attentive and your eyes open that you may hear the prayer of your servant, which I pray before you now, night and day, for the children of Israel, your servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against you. Both my father's house and I have sinned. We have acted very wickedly toward you. We have no we have not obeyed the commands, decrees, and laws you gave your servant Moses. Remember the instruction you gave your servant Moses, saying, If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands, then even if your exiled people are at the farthest horizon, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. They are your servants and your people, whom you redeem by your great strength and your mighty hand. O Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servant who delights in revering your name and giving your servant success today by granting him favor in the in the presence of this man. I was the cupbearer to the king. Amen. Interesting here. Um, I guess the thing that stood out to me from this chapter was uh, uh, Nehemiah cared. You know, there are people that care about things Mm -hmm. and other people that don't care about things. There are people that care about some things but not other things. And, uh, you know, you might talk to 10 10 people, you know, in 10 different places in America and and ask them what their cause is or, you know, what's important to you or what do you care about? I recently watched a movie called Wish Man. You ever heard of the movie? No, no, Wish Man. It's about the guy who started Make-A-Wish Foundation. Oh, cool. Yeah, and and you don't really know that in the beginning of the movie. It's, uh, in fact, you'd never dream this guy actually would... Be able to pull off the wish, make a wish foundation, which I think helped four hundred and fifty thousand kids wow. so far have an incredible day uh, of their lives. Some crazy number. I mean, it's been going for like thirty-five years. Make a wish foundation. It's a big deal. But uh, it was about this guy and uh, who didn't really give a hoot about much in life until he did. And then his cause, he met a kid who had leukemia and uh, who wanted to be like Chips. You know, it was back in the day when Chips, the the TV show, yeah. and the guys riding on the motorcycles, right, were big. And this kid was, that's all he wanted to do. And he ended up, this guy ended up hosting this leukemia-stricken child and taking him around the highway patrol station, kind of doing the Chips thing with him and giving him his, you know, his own uniform and hat. And they treated the kid like a, you know, an incredible little star. And, so cool. And it changed this guy's life. And so suddenly this guy began to care. Mm. And his care changed the whole course of his life. I mean, you know, he's, uh, you know, went from being a wild, troublemaking, uh, on-the-edge police officer to being a guy who's, Changed the world in in a lot of different ways, and all it all really started because he cared about something. Come on, and what he found was the little boy coming into his life. It, he he wasn't there as much for the little boy as the little boy was there for him. Come on, you know to change his life. And so, uh, 
real moving movie, real. I, I'd recommend it. It's got a few bad words and a few bad choices in it, but overall, it's you know, it's pretty, pretty family friend, friendly. If they get rid of about eight cuss words, it'd be super family friendly. But uh, it's a, it's a good movie that way. But Nehemiah cared, and and it starts right from the beginning. You know, Nehemiah is thinking about Jerusalem because the moment one of his brethren returns, he cares enough to ask. You know, I know this has happened to me. I'm not proud of it, but I've been walking down, you know, the street or the mall or the church aisle or wherever I've been at, and I've been afraid to ask somebody about something because I didn't want to get a two-hour story. Um, I, I know that sounds a little crass since I'm a pastor, um, but uh, pastors get tired too. And, you know, there are times when I just don't feel like I have the energy to care. And uh, mm-hmm. maybe I'm wrestling with something else that's going on in me or I'm just at a low spot in my life. But but Nehemiah, he cared enough to ask. And uh, to me, that that's where it starts, you know, to where you engage, where you get involved, where you ask the question, how are you doing? And sometimes we don't want to ask because we don't think we can help. You know, we don't have the resources. Like somebody's gone through, maybe they've lost a loved one. And, and if you ask and they say something and they're, you know, how are you, how are you supposed to help them? You know, there are times when you feel pretty, you know, poorly equipped to help somebody. And so when you ask, I mean, this guy in this movie did, he didn't feel like, oh, me, don't pick me, pick somebody else, you know, and, and that kind of thing. Uh, we don't always feel uh, like we're, we're equipped to care, but he, he cared enough to ask. And there's a lot more care in the chapter, but that's what stood out to me that Nehemiah cared and indifference is, uh, is not good. Not caring is wrong. And when you look through the Word of God, how many people cared, you know, was so important. Of course, mm-hmm. Jesus cared, and he died for us. Mm-hmm. That's how much he cared. Uh, Paul cared, so he went to the ends of the earth. You could go right down, you know, to many people in the Bible. Uh, go right, you know, what was it? Abraham rescued Lot from Sodom. Right. He cared. He cared about his nephew. You know, Moses cared about the Israelites, rescued them. I mean, you can go right down. There's there's tons of stuff going on in the Bible. To use a woman, Esther cared. Mm-hmm. She cared enough to risk her life to uh, try to reach out to the king to save the, the Jewish nation. Um, and, and caring is a big part, and that's what stood out to me when I read the chapter is how much Nehemiah cared. That's so good. I love that. I love that, that man, that caring, because he, he cares like— on more than one level. He doesn't just care for his own personal safety. Matter of fact, he doesn't even really bring that up really a whole lot. He asked for favor there at the end. Give your servant success today, granting him favor in the presence of this man. And this man was was not a good man. And um but what I think is a really, dangerous guy. Yeah. He's working for a dangerous man. Yeah. Like I really like I really love how he says, Hey, um, first God, um we want to repent from for for what we've done. He's almost acting as the voice piece. He almost steps into the role of the prophet for Israel. He almost steps into the role of authority and says, "Hey, I get we've we've done bad, and I want to say I'm sorry, and I want to turn. I want I want to just encourage everybody out there today. That's a powerful thing to do." 
there's a lot of churches out there, not all, but a lot of churches out there that are like, hey, grace, 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 grace. And it's like, grace is awesome and is amazing. And I'll never like belittle it or anything like that. But there has to be a point of repentance too. There has to be a point of like, like turning from what you did or apologizing for what you did because, because we don't actually get to see here in these 11 um, passages of the first chapter of what happened. And what happened um, actually parallels what, what moved God's hand the very first time we see a big move, a second time a big move of God's hand um, of doing something devastating. And um, what happened was is the king of Israel wound up making child sacrifice an okay thing inside of Israel. And that's when God says, nope, I'm done with you guys. Here's going to come Babylon. Babylon's fallen out of Persia. Persia, now this is where we pick up with Nehemiah. But Nehemiah is now saying, hey, we've gone the wrong way. You know, we've done some things. And I just want to point out too, and I'm not trying to like start anything that maybe some people don't want to have, but God got sick of Pharaoh when Pharaoh killed the the all the um, the children of Israel, the males, all right? God got very tired when a nation once again in Israel said, hey, killing babies is okay. I just want to say killing babies should not nationally be something that's okay. In the Bible, God is never okay with it. You see in the New Testament, he's never okay with it. I'm not talking on a personal level. If you've had something with like that, not trying to, God's not angry at you like this, but it's when the collective family and people say something like that is okay, that there's a point where it's like, God's like, nope, I'm not going to stay silent on this. And Nehemiah is openly saying, hey, we're turning away from these horrible kings that we just got done seeing, and and we want to return back to you, God. And I want to encourage people today, no matter what road you've been down and what area you've been through, man, Return back to God and, and return back to what he is because what he does through Nehemiah in these next moments is so powerful and it is so life-giving that it is just – you see a whole nation get brought back to to Jerusalem. It gets brought back to its, its promised land when it was given. And if you want to go back and historically fact-check stuff, that's exactly what Nehemiah did in these first passages. If you're ever reading the Old Testament and you're like, I hate when they open up with blah, 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 and the year of blah, 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 and the king of blah, blah, blah. No, what the Bible actually is doing is time-stamping itself. You see, when it says the words of Nehemiah, uh, the son of Hezekiah or Hekeliah, uh, in the month of Keselev, in the 20th year, while I was in the citadel of Susa. Now, we know he's in the reign of Persia because um, of— of where they're at. So right now he's, he's stamping out in history. So you could leave the Bible and go and fact check kind of like, was that snow that time happen, that time yeah, happened? Yeah, and, and, and where there's what did the word, did the Jewish people leave that country? And yes, you can go and verify that. And you can do it all throughout Kings and Chronicles too. And the Bible continually proves and shows itself to be true time and time again. Yeah. You know, there's a part in here that, uh, for example, I'm gonna since we're talking about abortion and and you know talking about that part, and that's a sensitive issue in the, mm-hmm. in the world we live in today. But it shouldn't be for believers. I don't think, for me, I don't think abortion is a, should be a national, you know, nationally allowed thing to happen. I believe that God's, you know, the uh, an unborn child has a right to life as much as any any human being on the planet. And I know that that doesn't agree with everybody's politics, but 
in this case, uh, I'll make an exception and say tough. But uh, that's just where I'm at on it uh, in that situation. Here's another one that's uh, that's difficult and touchy, and it's uh, racism and racial stuff and all that goes on that way. And here we see Nehemiah. He actually confesses. He says, please let your ear be attentive and your eyes open that you may hear the prayer of your servant, which I pray before you now night and day and the children of Israel, your servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned Mm -hmm. against you, both my father's house and I have sinned. And he basically talks about their sin coming up above their heads. And that's what sin will do, by the way. It's like water. It will choke you to death. Come on. Uh, if it goes above your head, it's not a good thing. And there's there's this sort of picture here. And I'd always struggled with this to some degree because my dad's from Indiana, Ohio area. Uh, when the North fought the South to stop slavery, my dad was on the side that fought to stop slavery. But yet, as a nation... Our history of slavery is sin. Mm-hmm. And so I'd always kind of held back from going, why should I apologize? My family bled and died to save slaves. Mm-hmm. Um, why should I apologize for that? But there's a different spirit going on here. This is a spirit of intercession that comes on him. And by the way, he cares enough to ask about how Jerusalem is, and he cares enough to pray mm. about so good. the nation. And this is what helped me see, wait a minute, there's still a time to repent for our nation. Whether or not you have personally been involved in that sin or not, I have by heritage, I have by generation, I have by association. This, uh, I live in America, and America has fallen short in some areas. And so this overreaching sort of repentance for a whole nation, it's incredible, and I don't know if I have ever really felt like I've had a, a full handle on that. Mm-hmm. But this guy is crying out to God. He is wrestling with God for the soul of a nation. Mm-hmm. And there are times in our lives when we're going to pray and wrestle with God about the soul of something going mm-hmm. on. And you uh, you hit the nail on the head. It's because he cares. <laughs> you know, it's because he cares. Like when when— when Jackie Robinson was first going to get signed, I believe at the time, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I'm a huge history fan, and when he was going to sign to it, I believe at the time it was the Brooklyn Dodgers, the owner brought him in and sat him down and, and um, said, hey, Jackie, before you sign this, I realize you've been, uh, you had military trouble when you are in the military because of an uh, officer or somebody saying a racist comment to you, you had a a, a fight with a bus driver because of a racist comment to you. Now, if we're going to sign you as the first black athlete um, in in the MLB, we're going to have to talk about this. And he puts the contract from and just starts dogging him racially. I mean, spitting in his face, cussing at him, every racial slur you can think. And he goes, don't sign this paper, Jackie, if you can't take this. And he would get spit on from the dugouts. He'd get spit on from the fans. But because... Jackie Robinson had a change in his heart that he cared about what was going to happen. He signed the paper. He never threw a punch on a fan. He took a lot of out calls and and a lot of calls 
against him that weren't right from umpires because he knew and believed what he was doing. That's the same as we are as believers. We have to know and believe what we're doing. We're going to be put in work environments where it's not Christian-based. We're going to have um, situations where I have to realize where we might be get labeled as something that we're not, but because we care about the future and what God is doing um, hmm. now, we're willing to endure the cross we carry because we want to see Jesus in people's lives. Absolutely. And, you know, the last thing you might say here uh, about he cared, uh, and there's more care, it begins in chapter 2, but he cared enough to weep. Mm. You know, what moves your heart? Um, what causes your heart to be uh, to be moved? What What do you care about enough to cry? You know, what do you care enough about to to weep? And, 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 and certainly not just related to you. We're talking about caring about something outside of you. Yes, he was a Jew. Yes, it was his homeland. Yes, he was connected to it. But he was living, he was a king's cupbearer. He was like way up on the on the food chain. He, yeah, he was wasn't, wealthy, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't on the bottom of the food chain. He was way up there. Anyway, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. East Coast Christian Center would like to invite you to join us on a 10-day Israel Bible study tour led by co-pastors Dan and Matt Staubaum. The trip will take place March 9th through the 18th, 2020. The total cost is $3,995. For more info or to register, sign up at eccc.us slash Israel trip. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson, and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend, Mike Green, and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, is out now. You can buy, stream, or share it now on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. 
Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility. Located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff. Making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, well, we talked about some cool things during the break, uh, ego and, and some other things. Uh, talked about how what an egomaniac this king was that he actually worked for and what a risk it was to go and talk to him. The thing that kind of stood out to me is that uh, what what Nehemiah does in this in this moment is he reminds God of his word, even though he repents of their own sin, and he repents of all the things that Israel did wrong and he did wrong, his family did wrong. He reminds God of his word, and, and that's where it begins. If you're ever going to believe God for something, if you're ever going to trust God for something, if you ever want to see something change in your family line, if you ever want to see something change in your school, your city, your church, your home, your this, your that, I think it all begins with what has God said about it? You know, what is what is God said about it? Because we can all have our, our own plans or our own ideas or our own thoughts on the way we'd like it. But the truth is we only are guaranteed what we're promised. And find the promise, remind God of the promise, go to the word and find out what God has to say about it and then believe that and remind God of his word, not because he's forgetful, but probably because you are, and you need to Amen. you need to hear it coming out of your own mouth. And anyway, that's what he did. It was pretty powerful. God bless you guys. Have a great day. See you, Pastor David. See you. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.